The theme of um, our evening has been let the light in. And uh, Edward, if you could pass me the clicker because I've forgotten it. That wouldn't work very well. Let the light in. In fact, I want to enlarge it. I want to make it open the door and let the light in. Um, I get really nervous about speaking. Uh, you may not believe that, but I do. And uh, I spend a lot of time praying about, Lord, why did you ask me to do this? And, um, and this time I was praying about this carol service, and this is my 22nd carol service here in this church. And um, I was thinking, Lord, you've got to give me something fresh to say. They've heard it all before. And he said... As I was praying, and, um, and I don't hear from God all the time in this way, but he said, Philip, just invite them to open the door. There'll be people there on Sunday night who've never opened the door. And I've been knocking, and I've been knocking, and I've been knocking. And uh, so it reminded me of a picture that if you've been on the Alpha course, have I mentioned the Alpha course already? <laughs> If you've been on the Alpha course, you know that I used this picture on one of the talks. It's uh, by William Holman Hunt. It's called The Light of the World. And I love this picture. And uh, it depicts Jesus, and uh, he's knocking at a door. And the door is covered with weeds and ivy and stuff, and, and there's no handle on the door. Yet he's there knocking. And if you go and see the real picture, you can see it in uh, Keble College in Oxford. And uh, if you find that one's a bit small, Holman Hunt uh, painted a bigger one, four times bigger, and it's in St. Paul's Cathedral. But he painted a second one. It's the only painting in, in the whole of Great Britain that was, has two originals. And he painted the second one because while he painted it, he stopped being an agnostic, which means, I don't know if there's a God or not. And I'm not that bothered. As he was painting this picture, he got convicted that actually, yes, there was a God. And he had revealed himself in Jesus. That baby born in Bethlehem who grew up and gave his life, his perfect life, as a sacrifice for us. And he became a full-on Christian, believer of Jesus and he said he wanted to paint the second one so it could be taken around the world because he was convinced that other people would come to know Jesus through this picture. And you know what? They have. It is amazing. They have. This picture is really special for me in a number of ways. I remember one evening preparing for an Alpha course. Have I mentioned the Alpha course? <laughs> I was preparing for the evening where I talk about this picture and uh, someone came into my office and uh, they saw me talking, uh, looking at this picture and getting things ready and, and they said, uh, what, what's the picture mean, Daddy? She was four. And I said, well, it's a picture of Jesus knocking at the door. He's the light of the world. And he knocks, but he doesn't barge in because the handle isn't on the outside of the door. It's on the inside. It can only be open from the inside, darling. And she said, could I open the door for Jesus to come into my life? 
And after I'd picked myself up, after sobbing a little bit, I said, of course you can, darling. See, the gospel of Jesus, the good news about Jesus, is so simple that a child can understand it. A child can understand that God loves them so much, so much, that he gave himself for them. A child can understand that. A child has a capacity for God that sometimes when we grow up and get complicated about stuff and overanalyze stuff and make excuses and say, well, I'll think about that another time. Children have a capacity, as we all have deep down. Now that four-year-old is grown up and living elsewhere, and, but still following Jesus. Why is this picture so special to me? Another story. A chap, I won't tell you his name, came on the Alpha course. He told me he was an atheist. He was only there because his wife had twisted his arm to be there. He didn't want to be there. He found himself on a table with two other atheists. It's the most miserable Alpha course I've ever had. <laughs> Did I mention the Alpha course? And uh, we were sitting right there. There was a table here. It was five tables, that, that Alpha course. And uh, these three atheists ganged up on me. Now, I don't mind that so much, because do you know what? There was a time when I didn't believe in God either. And I've heard every argument there is. Because I had them. Why I couldn't believe. Why I couldn't be religious. And then I discovered Jesus don't want me to be religious. He wants me to follow him. He wants to, me to believe in him. Because he's so amazing. Anyway, I only lasted three weeks with them because they gave up. They went, they left. Phew. <laughs> this chap was very ill, though. He had cancer. He was denying it. I remember him telling me on that alpha course, death is just like the switching off of a light. That's it. There's nothing else, no more. Man's invented God. I tried to say, well, I think... God invented man. <laughs> I had a phone call some months later from his wife. And uh, oh, I said, hi. Because his wife was a Christian and uh, came to the church. And she said, my husband wants to see you. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> hasn't, it, hasn't he said enough? I mean, he really wants to see you. So I went round to see him. And he was in bed and he was dying. And he said to me, Phil, I can't believe that there is nothing anymore. I can't believe in nothing anymore. I want to t you to tell me what you told me on the Alpha course. Because I wasn't ready to hear it. But I'm ready now. So I told him, the Alpha course mini in half an hour. And I mentioned about this picture. I said, do you remember that week three, that picture? And he said, yeah, I remember that picture. He said, you know, I've lived a rotten life. I've been a rotten husband and a rotten father. Do you think God will accept me? I said, of course he will. He loves you so much. He is dying for you to get to know him. He died for you to get to know him. And so he prayed a prayer, he invited Jesus into his life. And it transformed his life. He died three weeks later. Why is this picture so special? Because I couldn't keep quiet. 
I ran downstairs, told his wife, and she just ran up the stairs and she just fell on the bed and she was carrying her newspaper which had a full page spread with this picture right on the front of it. And he went... <laughs> and I said, yeah. Isn't God great? I love this picture because it's an invitation. This picture is just an invitation. It describes Jesus, if you go and see the real one, you can't see it on a picture here, but the nail prints in his hands and the crown of thorns on his head. It tells you how much you're loved by God. God came himself, the creator of the universe, the billions of galaxies. He spoke them into being. We got in a mess and he came looking for us, you and me. Came himself, the baby that we celebrate at Christmas is none other than God in the flesh, as St. John puts it. God in the flesh. Come to rescue us, come to save us. And he stands at the door and he knocks with those nail-pierced hands. And he's carrying the lantern, that's why it's called the light of the world. But Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. If you believe in me, you'll never be in the dark. You'll never have to be afraid anymore. And so when I was praying and I said, God, what do you want me to say? He said, just give them an invitation because there's going to be someone there tonight who just needs to open the door and let Jesus in. Been around Jesus maybe for a long time. Been around people who know Jesus. And never opened the door. So, I've known that to argue with God doesn't work. So I'm going to be obedient. I do believe there are people here, not just one. I think there's lots of people. You recognize that something, you may have everything else in the world, but something is still missing and Jesus is still knocking. And if you look closely at the picture of the light of the world, his feet are turned in a funny, strange way. If we can go to the first one now. Can we go right to the first one? His feet are turned. It's as if he's almost set to go, but he's not really. He's just keeping knocking. Keeping knocking. Would you invite him in to be your Savior and Lord? To accept that love of God that you'll never find anywhere else. Forgiveness of all our sins. Everything that we've done that hurt other people, hurt even ourselves, can be washed away and we can be given a new life. And more than this, it conquers death. He has the answer to death itself. If you believe in me, he says, even though you die, you'll live. Because whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Let's pray, shall we? And if, if maybe that's you tonight, that one person... And maybe you know that Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart, your life. And you want to invite him in. Then just pray a simple prayer. Then I'll pray and you can pray it in your heart if you'd like to. Lord Jesus, you know me inside out. And you love me. 
Thank you that you came to rescue me, to give me a new life, one that will last forever. Tonight, I want to open that door of my heart to you. And I thank you for your promise that whoever opens the door, you will come in and be with us forever. And never leave us or forsake us. Be with us through the good and the bad, the easy and the difficult. Thank you for your amazing love that brings transformation. Please come into my heart. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer... On your way out tonight, after gorging on mince pies and other things, just if you pray that prayer, just quietly go up to that table and take a little picture of the light of the world and keep it with you, just to remind you that this night was the night you invited Jesus into your life. There's some on the welcome table on your way out. Okay, we're going to uh, sing our final carol, O Come, all you faithful. And for the first time, we're going to say, please stand.